Hey, God, can you make it stop today and get the hell out of your life? It's time now to get the hell out of your life. A weekly broadcast with real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope. Today's show will encourage, inspire, and empower you to face life's challenges with a bold confidence and renewed hope. Now, let's join our host, Ron Myers, the promoter. Hello, my friend. So good to be with you today. Have you ever said this to yourself? I don't understand what I do. For what I want to do, I do not do. But what I hate, I do. I've said that a few times. In fact, in my early days of the promotion business, when I was chasing that million dollar goal, I wasn't happy with myself. And I got caught up in drugs, marijuana. It made me feel good because I never had to face who I really was. I didn't have to look in the mirror sober because I did not know my identity. I thought I was just a guy put here on earth to make as much money as I can and screw over people. But it wasn't because something happened on the way to become a millionaire. I ran into God. By the way, do you know who made that phrase, I do not understand what I do for what I want to do, I do not do, but what I hate, I do? Do you know who made that famous? Paul, one of the most crazy Jesus freaks in the Bible. Jesus freak Paul was having troubles in life. He didn't want to do what he was doing. Sometimes he dealt with temptations. He dealt with things that you and I deal with. Well, my guest today was somewhat in the same boat. She was a young lady, and she was on the road to to hell, the road to death. She had a child. She had somebody that loved her very much, but she got caught up in drugs. And one day, she knew the very thing that she hated to do was going to come to A point where she had to surrender. She had to choose life or death. And thank goodness, thank God, rather, she chose life. Her story is going to encourage you. If you know somebody out there right now that is battling with something, perhaps drugs, addiction, something that they hate that they're doing and they don't want to do it, but they don't know how to stop. Well, this program is for you and for them. My guest, her name is Pandora. And Pandora is on the phone with me right now. Hello, Pandora. How are you today? I'm doing well. How are you? Pandora, I am doing fine. Uh, Tell the listeners a little bit about you. Um, I'm from Ocean Springs and I've been here um, a long time, almost my whole life. And um, just uh, had the opportunity to Go to the Homes of Grace here recently and um, let God love on me a little bit and learn how to love myself and in turn just live better daily. Is, um, so what kind of trouble motto. were you into before you went to the Homes of Grace? What were you up to? Um, well, I had gotten a failed relationship and or on the brinks of failure and just not knowing where to turn. And I had been sober for quite a few years before and I was just missing something. And basically that was God. Um, I didn't, 
you know, I was staying sober and going through the motions, but I really didn't um, form a relationship with the Lord like I should have. And I was just still looking for something. And whenever hard times hit, I went back to what was easiest and just very shortly found myself back in the same boat. So Now, when you said that um, you didn't have a relationship with the Lord while you were sober, so you were just kind of wander, wandering aimlessly in life. You didn't really have a plan. You didn't have a purpose. You were just going through the motions of life every day. Well, I'm, I, you know, I have a career. I have a, um, I'm, I'm a dog groomer. So I kind of just focus on those sort of things, like, um, you know, not furthering God's kingdom inside of me, but rather like the things that I wanted to pursue. And it really, um, you know, it wasn't as fulfilling as it could have been, you know, if I would have just sort of opened up my eyes and took my hands off of things and let, you know, let God work his, you know, what he does for us every day, because I was, I like control. So that was a lot of my issue. <laughs> <laughs> I think a lot of us like control. So, so then you go into this little binge, were you drinking or doing drugs um, or doing both? Um, no, not a real big drinker. So that's one saving grace. Um, it was just mainly drugs. And, um, before the first time I had gotten sober, I was on opiates and, you know, um, living that sort of lifestyle. And then here we were, you know, eight, nine years later, um, going through the same motions in a very short period of time. Um, and it was, uh, methamphetamine, which is so prevalent. And one of the one things in life that I never saw myself doing, but just ended up right there in those shoes, you know? Now they say that that is, uh, a very addictive drug. Is it? Yeah. Yes, it is. So you have yeah. to have it. And now do you take that? Uh, this I'm new to this. I don't know much about this, but uh, so forgive me some of these questions. But is it oh, something okay. you do a couple times a day, all day? There's a little bit of what is it? Is oh, it well, it was, we actually did a um, a timeline in treatment. The Homes of Grace said, said like, OK, so um, I worked at home and I groomed dogs. Well, in between that time, like what else are you doing? And it was like drug use. Like it's just to actually put it on a piece of paper and see the the actual time that was just consumed by the act of the act of trying to get or what, you know what I mean? Like it's just the whole dance of what that is um, consumes so much time and so much energy and you have nothing left to give to anything else. You know, it's definitely one of those idol gods that, you know, God's like, I don't think, I don't think you should be doing that little girl, yeah. you know? And it's, um, and I, I grew up Catholic. So I've always had sort of, I've never questioned if God loved me or if God was there, but I just never reached out and really affirmed a good relationship, you know, like in adulthood and, and kind of like learning more about him and what he can do and, and how much he really does love me. And that was the kicker. Like I, I needed to know how much God loved me and to, to still hold on whenever I was pulling so, so hard to get away and just run away. Like, it's almost like, um, 
thinking you're in trouble with like your your you know your mom or your dad or whoever punished you as a kid you know what I mean whatever authority yeah. figure and you know not only wanting to get away from whatever punishment it might be but also being like ashamed and guilted you know for that but once I realized like hey that doesn't once he forgives you because he I mean once he forgives you and really once I could forgive myself it's like that that drain just sort of unclogged you know it's like the forgiveness for yourself and others is like the drano of life you know it, it flushes out all that toxic stuff that's in there that just wants to come out wow. you know because that's a good way to core, put it yeah you know it's like at the core of everything it's just what do we want the most is for him to come in and to to clean us you know why does snow? you know so once i could let and forgiveness of self first, most definitely. And then, of course, people that I perceive to have hurt me or that I've hurt and they've hurt back, you know, that sort of, you know, aspect of it, too. But um, So you're going through this every day of the week. Uh, and I assume that the more you do this, the more that you feel unworthy to even ask God for help. Right. Exactly. Like just, you know, sitting there not even looking in a mirror, but just knowing like what I'm doing in these moments as I'm sitting there and doing what I'm doing, like it's wrong, like it's wrong, wrong, wrong. And that on top of that is just even more icing on top of the guilt cake of just, can you make it all stop? Can you, you make know, it stop. Um, what, what about and your he parents? Does. parents well, or friends or in-laws? Has anybody recognized that poor Pandora is in trouble? And they, oh, yes. They wanted to yes. intervene? Um, yes, my mom was definitely on board. To, and I knew I knew I was, you know, headed for, I was waving a white flag. You know, something had to give. I didn't want to be doing this any longer than I needed to. So, um, actually, my uh, husband, Josh, he had been to the Home of Grace um, five years prior. And we actually ended up graduating on the same date, five years apart. It's crazy. Um, uh, he, he was on and off of drugs as well, but once I really kind of lost my mind in the last, I don't know, say six months, um, he really stepped up and like they, um, they ended up taking the baby, not legally or anything, but just, you know, kind of, they knew I wasn't in proper shape to be taking care of her. So they went ahead and, and, you know, took her and make sure she was okay, even though she was. You know, like all basic needs were being met and stuff like that. It's just I was not um, the mother that I could have been. You wow. know what I mean? Well, that Josh, um, what a super guy um, to be able to help you with that. But at the same time, he didn't leave you then. So he didn't say, hey, either you change or I'm getting a divorce. Oh, well, we had, I mean, we've been on and off our whole relationship, but we've oh. always just you know, found each other again, but, you know, he had experienced something whenever he went to treatment. And then whenever I was able to finally, you know, and I would forgive myself or forget him and all the crazy things that we had been through, then it was, you know, that's whenever I could allow God to come in and work on our relationship and, you know, try to mend it. Cause I did pray for like deliverance of all things. I'm like, just please Lord, just whatever it is, just make it right. Or, you know, make it your will and don't let me intervene, wow, that's you know? Good. And, um, you know, me and Josh were not together per se, whenever I went into treatment, 
you know, so. Um, so what was, was the just, breaking point that uh, caused you to actually enter the Homes of Grace? Um, well, uh, a lot of different things. Uh, it was my life was completely unmanageable. Completely. I was grooming at home. I could like couldn't even get three dogs groomed a day. And, you know, like before when I had a shop and, you know, was at work at seven o'clock in the morning and not on drugs, you know, uh, grooming 10 to 15 dogs a day. You know what I mean? Like I just considerable changes in my life, like daily habits and everything else. And then just um, the people I was around and the, the things that were going through my head and, the, the schemes and the fiery darts of the evil ones that you don't even even realize whenever you're out there doing it on your own, you don't have God in your corner, you know, because once you have kind of like, like the, his, I prayed every day for his eyes and his mind and his mouth, you know, just come into me more of you and less of me. And then whenever you start doing that, you can start seeing things in the actual sense of like these people that were around me and the things that I was doing were not of, the um you know the realm that i am supposed to inhabit you know that's not my lifestyle that's not how i operate i'm you know doing those sort of seedy things that so you knew you were doing something wrong you and you were just getting tired i'm hearing it sounds like you're getting tired of living with yourself and so you knew that there had to be a change so you walked through the doors of the homes of grace yes sir Wow. Now, how long were you there? Um, I was there for 90 days. 90 days. And mm-hmm. um, so, and you graduated on the same day Josh did five years later. Wow, that's that's kind of yeah. a, a God sign to me anyway. Wow, that's, that's well, different. Well, you know, and then there you go. You know what I mean? That's why I said just God sort of makes right any path that he sees fit for it and you know, it's not all, I said this in my testimony, you know, it's not all sunshines and butterflies whenever you leave, you know, like there is an enemy out there that doesn't want certain things to succeed. But, you know, as long as we know our value and worth in God and how much we mean to him and how real and powerful his name is, then I don't have to worry about the things of the past. Yeah, that's you know, true. There's a new light. Well, you said something a minute ago, how real and how powerful his name is. Can you uh, tell us a little bit more about that statement? Um, well, uh, we were, I, I have like God moments. So like in treatment, of course, you know, people would say, oh, it's really easy to find, you know, God in rehab or jail. And I mean, this is what this was designed for, for you know, women to come and let God love on them and, you know, show them their value and worth in him. But I would have these just God moments. I need to be shared with somebody or not, but just sitting out there. And uh, there was a young girl and she was having a difficult time one evening. And we all just sort of stood around her. There was about eight or nine of us and put our hands out and started praying. And next thing you know, I hear a horn blowing and it's not even like a car horn. It's just a very random horn to be going off. And then later that evening, we go in and I'm reading a devotional and plain as day, it reads, you know, whenever God shows up, he, you know, you'll hear a horn and, just that testimony right there that even that small group of women in the Goshe, Mississippi, praying for this 
you know, one girl because she's having such a hard time and how clear our words were heard, you know, and he let us know. Yes. So it's, if you call on him, he will show up. You and know, I think that's what is so important. And thank you for sharing that Pandora, because a lot of people, you know, they think God's a little wimpy that they don't understand the power that is in the name of Jesus, the power of God. But you have to call on him. You have to ask him for help, don't you? He doesn't just show up and drop in your life and say, hey, here I am. We need to call out to him, don't we? Yes, yes, because the more you talk to him, the more you talk to him and the more that you he hears your voice, then you can, you know, there again, listen for his voice, you know, and then you can kind of, you know, learn each other. And whenever he's really talking, then that's like, hey, you know, I'm not just thinking this in my head. This really is, you know, because I have a relationship with my God that I know that whenever we're communicating, you know, it's and it's not, you know, per se verbally or anything like that. But I mean, just the horn that blew that evening. I mean, he, there was no verbal words to that, but it was a definite like communication like, hey, good job, yeah. you know, good job, ladies, you know, and the smile on my baby's face and the, you know, flowers in the tree and the, you know, the rain in the sky, even, you know, it's all Absolutely. It's him letting us know, like, I've got you. Yes. You know, that is so, so well put. So life now, Pandora. How is the day-to-day walk in your life now that you are set free from drugs and your business is beginning to come back? So how's things going for you? Well, um, right now uh, we are in the process of downsizing everything and um, moving into an RV and just kind of packing up and going and telling people about how great God is and uh, we have a couple other things that my husband is working on and um, being on the road will benefit. So you want to be a little missionary, well. huh? Yes. Yes. <laughs> I love precisely. <laughs> precisely. Well, well, listen, there, you're doing little missionary work right now. There's some one listening out there right now that maybe is just trapped in the the chains of addiction and they can uh, hear you, Pandora. What would you tell that person? I would tell that person, don't give up hope because at the end of the day, there's always hope left for the world. Um, and you in particular, you know, each and every one of us. Um, and that at some point we all realize that's not what we want to do anymore. And until that day comes, no real change can be made unless we really mean it. Mm. And I really meant it, you know, one other time, but the devil comes in and he's sneaky, but our God is way bigger than he ever thought about being. And even though that we don't feel like we are worthy or justified for what we're asking God, just reach out and you'd be really surprised at what. He'll reach down and do for you. <laughs> so, so when you get up each day, Pandora, are you looking at the day as if uh, today is a blessed day from God and I'm expecting, you know, God's blessings today? Do you wake up with a optimistic, a positive attitude to what God is going to do in your life? Oh, of course. I mean, you have to have an attitude of gratitude. Like there's no other you can't operate without being grateful to God for what he does every day, you know, and he doesn't just 
I mean, sometimes he does drop stuff in your lap, obviously, but, you know, we are responsible for a lot of, you know, what we manifest in this world anyway. So if I'm walking and seeking his will for my life and actually doing those things when I'm told, then, you know, it's a lot easier. <laughs> I used to joke and say, one of the um, pastors that came in for um, the class, uh, he, you know, his one of his things was listen and obey. And I always joked, I'm like, I need to get listen and obey tattooed on my forearm so I can just look at my arms and go, oh, listen and obey. You know, it's like, it's not that difficult, but it is that difficult at the same time, you know, but it's got to stay in tuned and in focus and, and grateful and uh, able to let go of some things. Well, you, know, thing. you can tell in your voice that you are a happy camper. Now you got an RV, so you're a little happy camper out there. I heard your little daughter in the background. How old is your daughter? Oh, she just turned three in January. Wow. And so now it's a whole new opportunity for you and Josh and your daughter to kind of have like a whole new life, isn't it? Uh, yes, sir. Precisely. It's, um, you know, sometimes God's got to strip everything away from you for you to realize what you really have. Absolutely. You know, so. Well, you I think know, this is one of those moments. Yes. One of the things I like to ask the guests to do, the title of the show is get the hell out of your life. Hell, anything that holds us back to becoming what God created us to become. So mm. how do you get what would you tell someone if they'd ask mm. you, Pandora, how do I get the hell out of my life? <laughs> Through prayer and fasting. Wow. Yeah, that's I know one, prayer and fasting and just asking God to deliver you daily from yourself, because ultimately we are are, you know, our own. We can manifest things that we really shouldn't be having and we can manifest things that are really, really good. So it's just, you know, be careful what you talk about and be careful about the company that you keep and just keep your eyes on God and he'll keep his hands on you. That's a good recipe to get the hell out of your life. I think I'm going to play that a few times and just keep listening to it myself. Uh, So is God good in your life? Uh, God is great all the time. Amen. Even whenever I'm, even whenever I'm doubting, you know, certain things, it's still, it's still like, no, don't worry about it. Check. We are so proud of you, Pandora for sharing your testimony, for coming in front of listeners and just kind of sharing your heart. And uh, we know God is just going to bless you and put you on an awesome path, awesome path to your destiny. So thank you. Thank you so much. And uh, continue. And listen, would you go ahead and just close out this segment? Uh, Will you pray for some of the listeners out there that might be struggling? Sure, of course. All right. Dear Lord, thank you so much for everything that you do in our lives on a daily basis and that you watch over us and the sick and the suffering and the hearts that you know are truly for you, Lord. Please be with them and guide us with your Holy Spirit in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pandora. You can keep us up uh, posted on your uh, travels, your missionary travels, okay? Yes, I will. We'll probably um, be a lot of uh, footage following a three-year-old around and talking to people about Jesus. <laughs> Thanks again. God bless. Bye. All right. Thank you. Bye-bye. Boy, wasn't that good. 
Pandora is excited about life because she got the hell out of her life. She sounds like a a little child that has just now been given this entire world to become everything that God created her to become. You know, Jesus said, I tell you the truth, unless you turn from your sins and become like little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. Well, she is now on her way to become a missionary in an RV traveling across the country with her husband and her three-year-old child. What a dream to have. You know, sometimes, friends, it's just getting the hell out of our life, releasing the crap that's holding us back. That's what happened to me when I just let go and let God come in and shape me into who he created me to be instead of letting the world shape me. Then I saw the uh, the world through the eyes of a child. It's like little Ron got to see that, hey, life can be good. Life can be fun. I can be happy again. I can have joy in my heart and smile by having a relationship with God. What about you? Are you ready to trade in your old, tired, worn-out life for a new, exciting life with God? It is really that simple by simply saying this. Dear Jesus, come into my life. Come into my heart. Change me. I commit my life to you. Help me become who I was created to become. You know, friends, it's really that simple. And then the journey You have to begin searching and reading the Bible and start praying. And as Pandora said, pray and fast. This journey that we are on, we have to find it on our own. We have to let God love the hell out of our life. Friends, I see a lot of people out there right now that are miserable. They are not happy campers. And they don't want to do anything about it. They like to just wallow in pain and blame everybody else in the world for all their problem. When God is saying, look in the mirror, listen to Pandora, listen to all the other people out there that have a story to tell. In fact, if you have a story you would like to share with the world, we are a worldwide ministry. Go to my website, thepromoter.org and click share your story. I'd love to talk to you. I'd love to interview you and let you share your story. What has God done in your life? God's done something in every one of your lives out there. So if you'd like to share that publicly with the entire world, let me know. Well, I'm out of here, friends. It's going to be a great week for me. And I know it's going to be a great week for you if you get the hell out of your life. And always remember that God can make it stop. If you're doing something that you don't want to be doing, just ask him for his help. God bless you. Today's show was produced by Ron Myers Ministries, a listener-supported ministry. For a copy of today's broadcast, please visit our website, thepromoter.org. And would you prayerfully consider making a tax-deductible donation so that we may continue to share stories of God's amazing grace with the world? 
and join us next week for another broadcast of Get the Hell Out of Your Life. Real people sharing real struggles and offering real hope.